one of us, one of us, one of us. Great showing, you guys suck and you cheated. Oh, we're recording? I didn't know we were recording. It is the biggest transfer or free agent signing in the history of the United States in any sport. What is up, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Ride the Pine, presented by the Benchwarmers Podcast Network. I am your host, Sean Sprout. Joining me, of course, Cameron May, Adam Freeman, and we have a special guest for you. Uh, joining us is a celebrity. He was just nominated as a finalist for People's Choice Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive, our very own Jason Kelsey lookalike, Kenny Hudden. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I'm honored. You look marvelous as always. I'm honored, man. absolutely honored. Speech, speech. <laughs> it's about time, real recognized, real. You. Thank you. So what? Uh, what's your uh, diet and workout plan looking like these days? Uh, there is none. Thank you. God given. <laughs> Got to respect. God that. given. <laughs> It's a it's a fly by the seat of his pants plan is what it is. Absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, Kenny's up for a uh, for a massive award, and we just handed out a championship in Major League Baseball as well. Congrats to the Texas Rangers for winning the World Series, first in uh, organization history after 51 years in Arlington, 11 years prior to that in Washington as the Senators. So, Adam, you want to start us off there, man? Uh, let's talk some baseball. Yeah, it was great to see a Cardinal player win a World Series. I mean, it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I was completely shocked that Arizona made it to the Wild or to the World Series. They were a team that coming in, I would not have predicted them to get anywhere near a World Series, but they went on a run. They proved that you can get hot in the World Series or hot in the playoffs and make a decent uh, make some decent damage in there. But Texas probably should have won that game and or that series in five. I, I, that should have been a runaway series for Texas. Um, but they made it interesting, that's for sure. They did win it in they, five. Did they not win it? Did five? they? I thought it was six. <laughs> no, they won in five. Four games to one. Once again, Adam Change bad at notes. math. I got one. It was adding. I got it again. Yeah. Got me twice. Adam bad at math is a canon event. Yeah. That's going to be... I'm going to get an award for that from people next year. Worst at math on podcast, Adam. But <laughs> they, the Rangers... The Rangers set the record for the 11 straight postseason road wins. That's impressive. I don't know if I don't know if we're ever going to see anything like that again in the current sports landscape with the amount of parity. That's impressive. That's... Not on the road. On the road would be tough. At home, I could see happening for sure. It's a pretty insane thing to be able to go out and do that. Uh, and forget what everyone says about the ratings being bad. As I mean, their stats proving that they were. That was a fun World Series to watch. It was really, really refreshing to the baseball soul to not see the Astros or the Dodgers in it. Uh, mostly the Astros, but also for personal reasons to not see the Dodgers involved yet again was pretty great. So they they won eleven road games out of how many games did they play total? The eleven, right? Didn't. Oh, out of total, excuse me. Um, a lot. So the <laughs> more than eleven. <laughs> the ALCS did go seven, correct? Yes. They went sweep, sweep, seven, and then five, right? Yeah, they. Adam, you're on mute. They uh, <laughs> they swept. Damn it, that got me too. I think it was eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> I was counting. That's what, I didn't want anybody to hear my math in my head. <laughs> Were you counting by twos or ones? I was counting up from five to one. I mean, I feel like that rivals like I think it was nineteen. I, as far as eleven road 19. wins go, I can't think of anybody outside the Blues and nineteen that like even come close. Because I feel like the Blues won a lot on the road that's that that year. Because a lot of this, I mean, with the way baseball schedule is set up with the two three two, you got to take advantage of your three games at home and. I know the Rangers didn't in the ALCS, so. I mean, heck of a pitching That's performance. It, oh. and Yeah. Um, I, I think it kind of shows that you build your team around pitching. Um, maybe not so much hitting. 
because it does take some luck. You don't need a like blue blood superstar. Um, so yeah, I mean, well, you build it around pitching and you build it around hitters that have been there before and that have done it and can come up in those moments. I mean, Corey Seager led the team in hits. He he wins his second uh, World Series MVP. He was second one was back in twenty twenty with the Dodgers. So they and it was really a three headed monster. With, with them, it, it was it was uh, the, their big three. It was Seager. Um, now I'm now I'm saying it. I'm drawing a complete blank Seaman. on the other two. You just there you go. To say it. And Garcia. He uh, did. And Garcia. <laughs> yeah. And so, th- th- I mean, you you expect that you want those guys. You expect those guys, the big names, to come through in big moments, and they did. They did exactly what they needed to. And then whenever you have the pitching that they did for four out of those five games, I mean, you're. <laughs> you're going to uh, put on a great performance. You're going to go home with the trophy if that's the case. I mean, I guess I should say is that the fact that, like, us baseball fans would know who Corey Seager is. But if you were to pull an average person off the street and say, who is this? And it's a pitcher of Bryce Harper. Maybe. I mean, baseball is a yeah. little difficult right now. They're, they have a popularity issue. But I guarantee you nobody knows what Corey Seager looks like. I know who he is, and I don't think I could pick him out of the lineup. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you on that one. I don't think I could either. Yeah, that's a good point. I will say it does kind of suck that the D-backs kind of went cold there at the end. Because, I mean, they are a really fun team to watch. I mean, fast as, fast as hell on the base paths. I mean, I think what they I think they set the record for stolen bases. Uh, what, what they have, like, 18 in the World Series alone. I think Corbin Carroll set the record on his own. Yeah, I mean, and... I will say, as someone who committed an atrocious error in men's league softball uh, in the outfield last week, I really, it really thought some prayers out to Thomas for that ground ball that got under his glove in game five. They, we've all been there. Keep your head up, champ. <laughs> I they, love the comparison. They, it's, it's totally the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's no difference. Uh, they so did go cold, me. but uh, Lourdes Gurriel, man, he, he's going to get paid. He hit. He probably is the only uh, uh, Arizona player that did, but he's going to get paid this offseason. Hopefully it's a certain team in the NL Central, but um, he's got a paycheck coming his way. I think the Cubs will go for him. I mean, they got Cubs. <laughs> they've got the money. <laughs> we got a guy from the Mariners in a trade that was like making a trade. Oh. For an ace <laughs> in our minor leagues. <laughs> Anyways, enough of the World Series, but let's kind of go to next year with the World Series. So you have Texas, Arizona, Philadelphia, and Houston. Any of those fours make four making it back to the World Series next year? I would I think Philly think has so. the best chance. I would disagree because I think Atlanta has a better <laughs> shot of making the World Series or being the representative from the East than the Phillies do. Yeah, but of those four, of those four, though, the Phillies have to have the best chance, right? But what I'm saying is, is that's why I said none, because, you know, the Phillies, for me, I, I think get blocked. Um, I hope uh, a uh, asteroid li- lands at Minute Maid Park. Um, and I, I don't see the – I mean, the Rangers might – they probably, I mean, again, their pitching staff is fantastic, but I don't see the Diamondbacks being relevant next year. No, I don't think the Diamondbacks are will even make the playoffs next year because I think there's two teams in their division, really three teams in their division, that are not going to let that happen for two years in a row. And well, well, the Padres are falling back; they're selling this off. Yeah, for sure. I would say two. You might have the Giants. I'll give you two. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They Giants can't play, Dodgers, yeah. pay their players, and then they took out a loan to pay them. Good lord. Yeah. Texas isn't making it back to because of just the sheer amount of, of players they're probably gonna lose. Typically championship teams, there's always turnover. They have twelve players that have expiring contracts. Um yeah, they'll resign a couple of them, but there's three of them in their starting rotation that are uh potentially up for, for going elsewhere. There's uh three of their catchers are all gone, so they have one catcher on the roster. Uh, starting in December. So they've got turnover. I, I don't... They're going to spend. I, I really do think that they will. But that's a lot of turnover, man, to repeat. I, I don't I don't see it happening. Especially in in that division 
where you have a team like Astros, you have a, well, I'd say Mariners, but they fell off, and who knows what they're going to be like with the owner that they have. So, yeah, I, I don't see the Rangers going back. I mean, I think of the four, it's Philadelphia. Um, I think Houston has Houston has a better chance than Texas. Let's put it that way. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think Houston's window is probably on the back end of being open. They probably have another year to two years before they are to really compete, and then they're going to have to do kind of a complete overall. They have a bunch of guys coming off a contract after next year. Um, so that'll be interesting. Philly's team is together for the next couple of years. Um, and I think, honestly, Arizona, I agree, Arizona is not going to be back next year. But 25, I think that team is set to be able to come there, especially with prospects that they have coming in um, and just being able to make changes. I think that's where they come in. But I think uh, I think Kenny's right, though, with Atlanta. I, I would throw Atlanta into there for sure. I mean, I'm yeah. just factoring in with the Phillies, too. Like, I, I don't know much about the rotation, but I would imagine it falls off pretty, pretty decently after Nola. And if he leaves... I, I don't know who they get to replace him, uh, in all honesty. It's like, because you, Nola eats games. It's, he he hasn't been injured since, like, 2017. You're and, talking and all, about... He doesn't miss games. I mean, we're all Cardinals fans, and the rumor is, is that the Cardinals want to spend. But guess who else wants to spend? The Cubs, the Yankees, and the Red Sox. Like... Those are some big fish who want to spend a lot of money this offseason. This is going to be a fun offseason. Um, yeah. I think so, our definitions of fun are vastly different, Ken. Stressful. <laughs> it's not going to be sure. fun at all. Uh, <laughs> it is interesting, though, speaking of NOLA, the Cardinals are the favorite to sign NOLA in Vegas at plus 200, which means absolutely nothing in free agency for baseball. But I do find it interesting that that's how far ahead, or not far ahead, but that's how low the odds are or high the odds are that the Cardinals sign them. So can they officially start signing people tomorrow? Sorry, Sean, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're okay. I was also just going to say really quickly that it came out today, Sports Illustrated is saying that the Orioles are going to go in on NOLA as well. Yeah, I mean, every team should be doing it. If the Orioles do it, good God, that that team will be dangerous next year. Um... Yeah, I think Kenny. I think it's was it today or tomorrow that they. I thought I Wednesday is was the day, but that also might be college. Uh, well, Wednesday is it's, definitely it's, college basketball signing days. So, it's five days after the World Series. I was gonna say I might be getting my. Well, days yeah, you have to get your you have to get your qualifying offers in five days after the World Series, right? So it's got to be yeah. very soon, if not. What do you guys think though, really quickly about what does Houston do? Because they're they're losing their manager. He's retiring, right? Do they retool and go for it again, or do they use this as an opportunity to kind of go through a little bit of a rebuild again? Because I mean, you have two guys who have uh, – really their two biggest stars are on, what, one- or two-year deals? They might be able to trade a guy like Bregman and get a lot of pieces for him. I don't think they're retooling. I think they're adding – or I don't think they're going to push their window back. I think they're going to try to go for it in the next year or so. I, they, they I'd hire to. Mike Schilt. Cool. That would hurt, that would, man. It would hurt, but that would be a real interesting move he's, for that team. It would. He's it would be really Padres, interesting. Though. I know. I think he is staying with the Padres, but if I'm, if I'm Houston, I am making Mike Schilt tell me no. I mean, who else are you going to sign? Are you, yeah. gonna, you go out there and try to get David Ross? I mean, that guy's such a good manager that the Cubs fired him without firing him, right? Like... <laughs> Let's talk about the shittiest thing Chicago sports has done in a while, and that includes the Blackhawks scandal. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I don't think David Ross is a horrible manager. I'm not sure if that's what you're getting at or not. No, Um, no, I'm saying he's... No, that's not what you're saying. I'm saying he's a decent manager, but like... Yeah, I'd take him. Oh, looky here, shiny new toy, and then... Right. Yeah, but let's... I would, I would 100% fire almost. I bet you I would fire all but like three managers in major leagues to have great counsel. The fact I'm not denying that fact that he's a good manager. I'm denying what I'm, what I would be angry about, especially if I was David Ross, is they hired Craig Council before they fired me. 
They did, which is really funny, by the way. That's like wishing and, a guy happy birthday and then putting them on waivers. And it's not like you're just like, and it's not like you're just like some manager they hired off the street. You have history with this organization. You won a World Series with a team who had the longest World Series drought in or championship drought in sports at the time. And you just, and you do this to him. That's that's gotta suck. That's, that's, cold. that's gotta. I feel bad for the guy. It's cold. Yeah. All right, so I'm done talking about cheaters in baseball. Let's talk about cheaters in football. What do you guys think about ah. Michigan? <laughs> I mean, how ridiculous is the entire scandal? Like, it just keeps going, like, further and further. Here's the next step. Here's the next. Oh, wait, he's wearing the Snapchat goggles with the blue light on the sidelines of a game. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's getting tickets to SEC games just in case Michigan has to play them in the playoffs selling that information to other SEC teams to try and get a better game in the playoffs. Like, that is so deep and so outrageous, and and you can't look away from it. And this guy apparently, I've read just before we got together, he apparently represented himself in a lawsuit that somebody had against him. (laughs) This guy, I don't know where they found him, but he is a gem, and I cannot wait to hear him on Jerry Springer one day. So I I think this is a good time for college football to reflect uh, while they're sitting on their piles of money and saying, we need to go to in-helmet communication. High school does it, the pros do it, but yet college has guys flapping billboards with stupid signals on it. I think the most egregious thing about it is the fact that there is a rumor that I would actually believe, that I actually believe that they turned around and basically sold the signs of Clemson and Tennessee to South Carolina. How does mm-hmm. South Carolina, who was who has been on the level of Missouri and Kentucky for the last five years, boat race Tennessee that was a legit playoff contender? You have to have their signs. Yeah. Same thing with Clemson. We're talking about a Clemson team that was on the level. We thought they were going to replace Alabama. And they got boat raced by South Carolina. How? How? Yeah. I think it's it, it's crazy, though, because I, I get that they came up with this this scheme to be able to, to pull this off, which is incredible that they were able to pull it off really for a – it doesn't seem like a long time, but it is a long time when you figure how many games they covered, all of that stuff. I mean, it's it's in depth. Every team does it, but they went this far to be able to do it. Just blows my mind. Every team watches video. Every team has somebody on the sideline or in a booth during the game trying to pull that off. But that but that these guys is go weeks and weeks in advance. That's the thing, the weeks and weeks in advance and, you know, scouting uh, this part of the playbook because a lot of teams don't show their stuff. So, like, you're trying to figure out things on the fly and then using that and correlating it to the next year. It's – again, I think this is this is the push that college football needs to have, those in-helmet communications. And the fact, though, that – Michigan is still in the college football playoff right now is insulting. I don't even think it's the college football playoff that is insulting. It's the fact that the Big Ten hasn't done a damn thing about it. And they won't. Like, No, they won't at all. They won't do anything until... Well, yeah, if they won't do anything until they lose. If, if Ohio State beats Michigan in a couple weeks, then they'll come out and they'll say, well, we, you know, we're going to disown Michigan and and whatever that's when it'll happen because it doesn't matter to the to the, the or to the conference at that point that's what bothers me is that the big 10 has an opportunity to be really like the forefront of this entire thing and say no we're not putting up with this shit i mean every single coach in the big 10 has said yeah we knew something was up when when we played them we we knew they were pulling something in the first half like was it shiano that said it last year i guess that it was like the first half, I forget what he said at halftime, but he's like, there's definitely something going on. We got to look in a way to fix it. Like, they knew that this was going on that far in advance. That It's more disappointing that the Big Ten hasn't done it. And, and I lost my train of thought there, and what I was going to say was basically is if you pick up a, a, if you pick up a towel 
if you're playing cards with somebody or a pitcher is tipping their their hand, it's different in game. I catch that in game. Right. Let's exploit that in game. But to go ahead and scout it out and then decipher it and use, you know, these computer programs to basically figure all that out, that's wrong. There was something that I heard the other day that I found really interesting. I forgot. It was on the F or uh, Sirius Fox Sports College Sports Channel that they had, and they were talking about it. And they said that you could see the possibility of a player that was injured in a game playing against Michigan could come forward and say that that person got hurt because Michigan knew where that person was going to be on the play. So, for instance, if a player went into the gap, a running back shoots the gap, and a linebacker is there, and they knew that, they could try to sue Michigan because of, you know, not intent to injure, but I forget exactly what they could qualify it as. That's open up a whole can of worms. That's insane. And then here's Jim Harbaugh. I didn't know what happened. (laughs) I have no idea what's going on. That's not to my knowledge. I, you know, whatever. That dude's going to be in the NFL next year. It's not going to matter. I was going to say, just playing his exit. Yeah. Playing his exit in the NFL, he gets a nice, nice little send off. Doesn't have yep. to take a slap on the wrist. Gets to go make millions and millions more to go coaching NFL. It'll be really interesting though what they do. If they put down some sort of punishment, what the NCAA decides to do. Not that it'll really matter because it's going to end up being nothing. Um, I mean, how KU got literally nothing for all the crap that they did. But you figure you have the recruiting issue that they had where Harbaugh had to be suspended. You have the assistant, I think he's the assistant OC or the OC uh, that was no longer with the com- or no longer with the uh, school because of whatever's going on on his computer, which if the FBI is involved looking into your computer, you can pretty much assume what you're getting looked into for. Uh, you then had a little bit offensive- of diddling. Yeah. You have an offensive assistant that was trying to lure children into a Best Buy to have sex with them. And now you have this. Like, that school is fucked up. Yeah, I mean, the NCAA has a ton to worry about on top of that with yeah all the NIL lawsuits that are coming out. I mean, what, there's just another one last week, another, that's three in a row that's been won against them. There's three mm-hmm. more coming up for back pay on NIL. Uh, that just got granted class action status, so it takes it from a 1.4 billion dollar payout to roughly 4.3 billion if they end up losing it, and it's kind of pointing towards they might lose that, and they're only worth 400, 500 million. So <coughs> NCAA might be in a bit of trouble. <laughs> Sounds like Valley Sports. They're in a whole bunch of other trouble. Go to the good side of it, though. Is this the best year for the top 10 to 12 teams that you can imagine? So think of it this way, too, is that next year we're going to have, what, a 12-team playoff? And we have, I would call it parity in the top 10, 15 teams, maybe? 10 for sure, but 15 is where you can stretch it out to. I'm excited for next year. This is the year that showcases why you need 12 teams. Mm Mm-hmm. And yes, Cameron, I'm going to shoehorn Mizzou into this conversation right now because even though they're even though they're ranked 14th, I think they're probably a top 10 co- team this year. They went toe to toe with Georgia, Georgia, and had a shot to win at the end of the game. Now, for sure, I've eaten a lot of crow about Brady Cook. We needed a special quarterback moment. We needed a Chase Daniel moment at the end of that game, and we didn't get it. And that's okay. Sometimes you need those moments. Um, But when Gabe said you're talking about two of the best teams in the SEC going to war, it kind of took me back to like, wow, we are a really good football team. And this is why you need 12 teams. For sure. I think 12 teams is going to be great, and I think we can't overlook that this is kind of maybe not fully a symptom, but maybe a side effect of NIL creating more parity. I mean, look how fast Mizzou was able to ramp everything up with the NIL laws that have gone to effect in Missouri alone. Um, I mean, I think that's part of it. I mean, if everyone has some sort of a collective going into it, you can kind of grab one or two of the big guys per team. And, you know, it didn't work out the way all the all the doomsayers were saying it was going to happen where Alabama was just going to buy 
everyone and be uncatchable forever. But yeah, well, I mean, I think... it would be awesome to have 12 and Mizzou still be battling for something besides just proving the people in the SEC wrong. Well, I think, too, like, you look at, and I know that we're, we're about to dive deep into alignment and a whole bunch of changes, but really all of the Power 5 t- conferences have... It, they have two teams, and I'm, I'm even going to throw the Big 12 in there because they had Oklahoma for a while, but they had two teams that are always or all had an opportunity that if the, the cards fell the right way, they have an opportunity to be able to be in it. I mean, you have the West with the Pac-12 that had Washington and Oregon that are still right there, and they had USC until USC realized that they can't play defense. Um, and Colorado was rumored to be in there for a while, right, guys? Uh, at least for the first four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> not going to get nine wins. Sidebar, I uh, love that that guy edited this comment, by the way, on our YouTube short. Did he really? Did That's he really? Oh, really? Bitch. Oh, yeah. Oh, Send me a, a screenshot of that. That's got to go on the Twitter. <laughs> you got to own that shit. Uh, then you have you have the Big 12 that had Oklahoma and Texas for a while. And you have the Big 10 that's going to have Michigan and Ohio State. The SEC it, at one point had four, if you really think about it. You had Georgia, Bama, LSU, and... Mizzou with an outside shot. I mean, everything had to Ole Miss. You throw Ole Miss too. Ole yeah, Miss can still win the West. Ole Miss can still win the West. Uh, and then you have the ACC that you have Florida State and Louisville. Like, they're two teams that obviously Louisville will be a lot further out because I think they're like nine, I think, in the recent uh, playoff rankings. But you still have teams, like a bunch of teams that really had an opportunity. And I think 100% Cameron, it is because of NIL. I mean, yes, USC, Bama, Georgia—they're going to have the—they're going to get the people, no matter what. Florida State, I would throw in there too, but you can see where NIL is paying off with Mizzou, and you can see where it's hurting with Clemson, who refuses to do anything with NIL. And that'll be—that'll be interesting. I mean, since we're talking NIL, the one thing I would just like to say is I think the schools that have just used it to pay for players. Literally, we're going to pay you X amount of dollars to come to our school or actually having a worse impact on them. Look at a school – I'm not going to speculate, but I just kind of know the inner workings of what Missouri is doing. Like Luther Burden had his chip deal, and then it expands into uh, an Emos deal. And the rumor is is that Williams Winery, the, the, the top-ranked recruit out of you know Lee Summit, Missouri, who is coming to Mizzou – is going to have a deal with one of the barbecue places. Like, that's how these deals were meant to be made. That's how they should be made. Um, and I think that's why Missouri is excelling in it. Instead of Texas coming to the doorstep of Ryan Wingo, you know, Tuesday night and going, hey, we're going to offer you $100,000 more than what we did or whatever it was. Um, yeah. I think that's how it should actually be worked. Not just this booster is going to pay you. So it'll be, I think this off season for college football is going to be massive. I think you're going to have some names that move around. Uh, the biggest one being a Manning. I think he's leaving Texas. Uh, and what school is going to pay him to come to come to their school? That will be the true test of NIO. I wouldn't pay him dick. Would you give him a chip deal, though? Because those no. Burton chips are good. They're real <laughs> those good. Those Burton chips are really good. Do you have the new ones with the ranch? I haven't, no. I, I haven't tried those oh, yet. What I'm shows. saying, though, is is I think Arch Manning was really a three-star. And it's okay to be a three-star. It is okay to be a three-star talent because you can turn around and be, mm-hmm. you know, all-world. Look at, you know, however many quarterbacks, from Matthew Stafford to – uh, Chase Daniel and all these guys who are three-star quarterbacks can make a really good living. I think he got an extra two stars because of his name. Maybe. I mean, he he can play though. I mean, that's can he? Yeah. I mean, at what level he, we've seen him play? Yes, he can. I mean, and that's the that's the judge that you can only go off of in stars. You can't you can't push it to what he's done in college. He's no longer a five-star quarterback. He was a five-star recruit. You know that's that's what it comes down to. But if you watch all the film and hit the throws that he makes, yeah, he can he can throw the ball. There's no doubt about that one. Is it to the level? I mean, depending on which state you're in, it doesn't. You know, but you can get different rankings. Again, I'm, I'm 
we know that Sam Horn throws the ball really well, right? He was right. a he was a top ten quarterback prospect coming out of uh, Georgia. Um, he doesn't seem to feel at Mizzou. I mean, it's, I'm not saying Arch Manning is never going to equate to anything. I'm just saying I don't think he's going to lead Texas to the promised lands. I don't think Steve Sarkeesian is going to lead Texas to the promised land. And I can't wait till they get teabagged in the SEC next year. That's Them and Oklahoma are going to – somebody called Oklahoma the new Vanderbilt, and I laughed <laughs> way too hard at that. That's, that's a good one. All right, um, so let's go from the people that we know – or from people that are kind of getting paid to the people that we know are getting paid to know what they're actually making in the NFL. We are at the halfway point of the season. We had some takes. We had some calls on our preseason picks. But first, who do you guys have as the best team in the NFL so far? I think it's a two-team discussion. I think it's the Philadelphia Eagles and it's the Baltimore Ravens at this point in the season. Philadelphia is sitting at 8-1. and one. Baltimore Ravens are 7-2. and two. And, Kenny, I see your face. The reason I'm saying the Ravens is because they have the best defense in the league. They've only given up 124 points through nine games. So I'll, just say, this. I'll if, just say this. They play in the Big Ten? You, <laughs> <laughs> they play in the Big Ten West, yeah. yeah. You, I, I will say this. I believe the Eagles, yes, are probably the best, yeah. the best team in the NFC. But as far as the AFC, it ain't even close. It's the Chiefs. So you, you gave Patrick I, Mahomes. I a, you gave Patrick Mahomes a defense that can actually stop the ball every once in a while. You know, fluke loss aside, they lost to the Broncos. It was an ugly loss. I get it, but that's a damn good football team. So the question was: Is who's the best team through the halfway point at this moment, right now? So right now, it is the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Baltimore Ravens. We're going to we're gonna get to our hot takes in a minute here. I have a hot take about the Ravens, so I don't think that's going to stay that way. But right now, I think it's Ravens and Eagles. I think it's just the Ravens straight up. I, th- I think the Ravens are the best team. I did no, no offense to what Philadelphia has done. I think the Ravens are on a different level right now. Defense has been playing great. New offense seems like it's finally taking hold. They got Lamar playing like an MVP again. Uh, I mean, back-to-back wins by more than 30 points over teams that are leading their divisions in the NFC is pretty damn impressive. All right, Ravens, points for 239, points against 124. 124. Impressive. Chiefs, points for 208. Still very impressive. Points against 143. We're not slouching on defense in Kansas City anymore. This is not a team that is winning by, you know, a touchdown. I mean, the Dolphins' offense is really impressive. I'm not going to lie. Like, you could argue that they're – I mean, they're top three, easily top two maybe because um, I think the Bills have turned into hot garbage. Um, the Dolphins just can't beat anyone. They, who have they played, Paul? <laughs> they haven't. Dolphins, <laughs> Dolphins can't play defense. Dolphins do not play defense. That is true. They've given up I, 252 points, or 225 yeah. points, excuse me. And I, I would have thrown them into the conversation if they did not just get whooped up by the Chiefs not too long ago. So That's right. No, they're not. They're Yeah, they're not in, in, uh, in the discussion for me just yet. Yeah, I think it's the Ravens, too. Their defense is, their defense is a Ravens defense, and it's solid. Uh, Lamar Jackson is dangerous, uh, not Russell Wilson, not Russell Wilson dangerous, like legit dangerous this time. Uh, that team, I, I honestly think that's going to be a hell of an AFC championship between the Chiefs and the Ravens. I, I think that's what it's going to come down to. Real quick, by the way, the the Dolphins, the best team they've beaten have was probably the Chargers Week One. Wolf. Uh, Patriots, they they beat Patriots Week Two. They beat. Broncos, if you remember that game, they won seventy to twenty. They lost to the Bills. Yeah, they lost to the Bills. They beat the Giants, who I have something to say about them in a minute. The Panthers, they lost to the Eagles, and then they beat the Patriots again and lost to the Chiefs. That's not, I mean, that's not very impressive. To Cameron's point, they really haven't played anybody yet, and whenever they have, they've lost. The thing is, though, they're not going to have to. They're not going to have to do much to be able to make the playoffs. 
and then it kind of becomes a crapshoot. They're still going to have to go through the AFC, which is daunting in itself. But the East is awful. The the Bills are not the Bills that we all thought they were. Um, yeah, let's Jets talk about the king are... of the mid quarterbacks, Josh Allen. God, that guy sucks. What happened to him? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's. I think it's everybody around Josh. I do I think it's everybody team. around him. You know? that team is. Horrible. I mean, the fumbles are what they are, though. <laughs> yeah, he's getting no help from his offensive line, though. He's getting hit a lot. Yeah, uh, but I mean, the the Dolphins are going to be a. They're going to host a home uh, playoff game, so. That gives them the opportunity. I mean, that gives them a better opportunity than a lot of other teams. And they still so, play the Jets twice. They still right. play the Bills. They still have the Commanders. Uh, they have the Raiders yeah. next week. They've got a very favorable schedule. Yeah, they should be a 10-11 to 11 win team in the end. I think that'll they will. It'll be a division, division winner, and it might be... Uh, it, they might be a third-place team because the South is not that great. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to get a, a much more than a 9- or a 10-win team out of the South. So you're probably looking at the third-place team overall, and they're going to have a home game, and that gives them an opportunity what they would play. If they won, they would probably play the Chiefs or the Ravens, I guess, at that point. In the AFC, I'd throw Chiefs over them. I'll, I'll give the Ravens over them and then, then the Jaguars right now. Yeah, no, the Jaguars might get ten, might get ten to eleven wins. So there's no yeah. there. Yeah. All right. So what about the other side? I I heard it. Sean, what's the hot take on how bad the Giants are? Okay, so we all kind of <laughs> knew this was coming. Uh, I'm definitely picking the Giants as the worst team in the league, even though there are two other teams that have a worse record than they do. The Giants have actually somehow figured out the to win two games. They've scored 101 points through nine games. So bad. They have five games where they've scored 10 or less points. That's awful. I have no idea how they've won two games so far. I believe one of them was against Arizona, and I think the other one was uh, Washington Commanders. They have a tough schedule remaining. I still think they play the Saints. They still play the Eagles uh, twice, actually. I think they play the Eagles twice, so it's not going to get any better. Um, they're awful. That offense is terrible. They have no direction whatsoever. It. I feel like it's like if, if I were calling plays, that this is what would happen. They they have too many weapons to be this bad. So they're by far the worst team for me up to this point. But do they have that many weapons? I agree with you. They are the worst no. team. But like, I think I still think Saquon? that they do. Yeah, I still think again. That, that. he's hurt again. Jones tore his ACL. He's out for the year. Yeah, that's true. A ragtag bunch of wide receivers. Like, they are but, awful. And I know I said that Arizona was going to be lucky to win, like, any games. But they've actually played tough against a lot of teams. The Giants just look pitiful. That's the thing, though. We knew the Cardinals were going to be terrible. We we didn't all necessarily think the Giants were going to be terrible. In fact, a few of us on this podcast actually picked them to be pretty good and uh, and occupy some playoff spots. Uh, Adam and I, I believe. So egg on our face. A hundred and one points, guys, through nine games. I can't stress that enough. That's awful. <laughs> well, I, I would so. I agree the Giants are bad. We almost had a new factory of sadness in East Rutherford because the Jets, if they had a defense or did not have a defense, mm-hmm. they would be right there too. They only have two games, I believe, where they've scored more than two touchdowns. Yes. <laughs> Which is crazy. And somehow they're 4-4. Four and four. I don't know how that happens. Like, I, I, I know year that defense was going to be elite. <laughs> Right. I know the Panthers are probably going to get the number one overall pick, or they're going to finish, you know, last as far as standings go. But this should be this year should be remembered for how awful the New York teams really actually so are. So bad, they are so bad. Are you saying? Never mind. Not going to make that joke. Never mind. <laughs> you could do it. No, nope. 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 <laughs> We can edit it out. <laughs> Does no. anyone else have? Does anyone else have any have a worse team? Is anyone else worse than the no. New York Giants? Not at all. Uh, no. <laughs> all right, so let's let's move to hot takes for the NFL real quick, and then I'll I'll go over what I I think I have mathed out right. You guys know how that works. My hottest take of the NFL is probably going to be at the end of this year there are going to be seven head coaching changes. 
I have five for sure. I already one is McDaniel. That one we all could see that coming. I think Staley's gone at the end of the year. I think Rivera's gone at the end of, end of the year. Eberflus is out of Chicago, and I think Vrabel is gone out of Tennessee. Hmm. I think there's a chance that Bowles leaves. I think there's a, that'd be an interesting one, and I think Dennis Allen out of out of uh, New Orleans. You said Staley myself. out of uh, Los Angeles, right? Okay. Yeah. I think he's gone. Let me ask you this. Would it count if, um, let's say, a Bill – well, yeah, I guess. If Bill Belichick is forced to retire and Vrabel takes over in New England? I don't think Vrabel – Which, think by the way, for our preseason predicts, I had Belichick not finishing the year as a head coach did. in New we England. did have that, yeah. Just FYI. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah I mean, Belichick is one I didn't even think of. I mean, there's eight. Uh, that's a firing. I don't care if they trade him or whatever. He's going to be – that's eight. I feel like that's a ton of coaching changes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, All that's plausible. I, I, I can't poo-poo any of those. My other one is that the uh, Panthers 100% regret not drafting C.J. Stroud. That was impressive <laughs> last week, man. That was pretty impressive was, last week. That was a good last week. Five touchdowns. How many yards? Five hundred seventy. Yeah, impressive. He's he's looking all year. I mean, I've got a hot take kind of wrapped into what I was saying earlier. I I know I mentioned Baltimore Ravens are the are one of the best teams up to this point. I have a hot take that they will not finish in first in their division at the end of the year. Bengals are getting hot. Bengals are getting hot. That's a big part of it. They're two games up. On everyone else in the division, everyone else is five and three. There's a lot. Uh, all those teams play each other multiple times. Um, I'm looking at their schedule right now. They still have uh, Miami. They still have the 49ers. They still have the Jaguars um, on the road, mind you. Uh, Bengals, and then I don't sleep on the Browns. So I I don't think the Ravens will finish on top of their division at the end of this year. Ooh. 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 That's a spicy take there, Sean. Came up with it five minutes before we started. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> I got nothing. Anything uh, else? Uh, yeah, I got I got one uh, at the risk of pissing off two of my co-hosts here. Um, neither <laughs> the Eagles or the Chiefs will make it to their conference championship game this year. Uh, Cameron, you're cutting out there a little bit. I can't hear you. Uh, do you want to repeat that bullshit again? <laughs> I don't. Look, I don't. I don't think the, the Chiefs' defense has played great. They seem to be out of sync on offense. I know they have a tendency to put it all together, but right now I'm not seeing them making it to the championship game. Uh, as far as Philly, uh, I think it's just because I very proudly said that the Cowboys were going to make it to a championship game uh, and that they would have 13 wins. It's not looking great for your boy. Uh, I'm going to stay by it, though. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Philadelphia has won all the games. They've done what they needed to do. They haven't looked super, super convincing. That was a big win over Dallas, but I don't think we're going to make it. That's a big knock on Philadelphia. I've been hearing a lot lately that they're not like blowing teams out, that they're winning close games. When when did winning close games become a bad thing? Didn't that always used to be considered the mark of a champion as you find ways to win when you're not on your best? Yeah, talk I'm to the I'm tired. Talk I'm to the tired Vikings. of this notion, though. I'm you tired of this notion. Oh, from last year? They're not beating teams by 45 points, so no, they're not the best team in the league. No, they are still head and shoulders above everybody else. One score game, you're going to regress to the mean at some point. I don't, I disagree. Look at the Vikings. The, we're talking about Minneapolis. We're talking about the Vikings. That's a completely different franchise. That's a completely... No, absolutely not. No way. Okay, anyways. Uh, just in case I'm just saying, it's curious. the Minnesota Vikings. When have you ever had trust in the Minnesota Vikings? They were really good in the Sneaky early good. 2000s. <laughs> Alright, so on to our preseason picks. Uh, anybody want to... Well, I'm sure you guys may, have, may or may not have counted. Anybody want to take a guess at who is leading with 18 correct Ooh. picks? Which means you have 18 teams in the correct position halfway through. Ooh, well, I know I it's not you or Sean. It is <laughs> definitely not me. I can tell you guys that one. Okay, looking at the standings right now, and I can't really remember a lot of my picks, but I know I was really high on Jacksonville. Um, I got the Chiefs wrong, so I'd have the Chargers winning the AFC West, and that that's not looking good. I don't think it's me. 
I'm going to say Kenny. Kenny? I, I think it's me because I, I'm looking at my NFC right now, and it's almost line for line. <laughs> Kenny and Cameron are by far running away with this thing. Yeah. Uh, Kenny has 17. Oh! Correct, oh! Which includes two perfect divisions, uh, the oh. NFC South and the AF, or NFC West. Very good, Kenny. Uh, Cameron is in total domination right now. Uh, with 18, I would say. And the only reason I say total domination is he has three divisions as perfect. The wow. NFC North, the NFC South, and the AFC West. That means uh, you have five other divisions you're completely wrong on. <laughs> they're completely so. wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's still time, but I don't think that me or Sean are going to come back from this one. The uh, AFC North has been a tough one for me. <laughs> the AFC North has been very, very tough. Uh, me too. I don't have a single one right in the NFC <laughs> Or AFC North. Well, I mean, nobody expected the Bengals to be this bad, air quotes. Um, yeah. Because they are going to turn it around. I mean. Well, and they've they've been one of those teams that's just been absolutely snake bitten by injuries. You have Burrow out, constantly having injuries. Now you have Chase that apparently is going to miss for a few weeks. I mean, that team. Is, that's all right. Just keep like handing that ball to Joe Mixon. I'm I'm no, okay with that. Not. And also, not you know. <laughs> You know, a bad team up to this point. They're five and three. Like, yeah, that that division is below their standards. Even with the Steelers. Yes, yes, below their standards for sure. Yeah, they're they're going right. to win the division though. So, question Just, to pose to you guys: We can end it with this. Staying in football, would you rather take one million dollars up front, or win ten million dollars if you can rush for five yards? In ten carries behind whatever team's offensive line, I have I have one qualifying question. Go for it. Do I have to end up at positive five yards, or do I just like if I get behind the yeah. line of scrimmage? You have does to it, go, does it you have to move five yards forward. Well, at the end though. So if I get one yeah. run that's three, and then I get negative five the next, am I starting at negative two, or do I have three carry at, over? Now you're at negative two. Yes. Mm. See, that changes things. Okay. Changes things. Okay, hold on. How many attempts again? Ten attempts to go five yards. Ten attempts. Positive. You have to Has, go positive five yards. Did any of anyone in this podcast play football at a competitive level past the age of, say, sixteen years old? No, I was a no. freshman, so I wouldn't know. Okay, no. no. Give me the million dollars. There's absolutely no way it's happening. No, the especially like I'll, I'll just say me. I'm I'm by far probably like the smallest guy here. No, you're if I, you'll hide right behind. If I try and step out onto that field and I make one and I try to hit a hole one time, I'm they're, they're gonna pick me up and literally carry me to the other end zone. Four I have no shot at at doing this whatsoever. And that's if and that's you know you get ten opportunities. Who's to say you're you're still gonna be able to like spell your name after the first hit? <laughs> So absolutely not. None of us can do this. Give me the million dollars. Oh, one hundred percent. I'm taking the ten opportunity for ten million. You're crazy. No yeah, way. I was, it's five yards. It's five yards. You are no. You are drastically that, under. Adam, Adam, Adam <laughs> how many ACLs do you have left? I, I have. <laughs> There's no chance we're getting now, that. Now, I am... No, uh, oh, no. I, I, I think you could. I think I missed this. I could tush-push for a yard. I was exactly, say, and that's I think my no. process, too. I think no. I missed this in the beginning because you said any offensive line. Any so offensive why line. wouldn't I pick the offensive line led by that beautiful bastard, Jason Kelsey, and just <laughs> tush-push it the whole way? Because here's the thing, even if you do that, you're going to end up at the bottom of the pile and you're just going to get eye gouged. I'm still and get wearing no pads. I'm on, I'm no on top no, of Kelsey. man. I got no. a buffer. I'm sorry. Cut that, Sean. <laughs> cut that. Cut that. <laughs> no. You want to no. think about me on top of you? Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> no. So here's the theory behind it. I get $10 million, right? I have five offensive linemen. I'm going to each one of those dudes and I'm saying, look, you guys each get a million dollars. Not allowed. Bribery is not allowed. No, Bribery is not allowed. No, no, that's no, allowed. no, yeah, no, no, no. We need to make no. You no integrity of the challenge. You cannot be paying off your linemen or paying off linebackers or whatever for this. No, Absolutely. No, no. Are you arguing that quarterback? All the Thank time. you. Thank you. Yeah. First of no, all, Adam no. is stupid though because I would have offered him a hundred thousand dollars first. 
Correct. <laughs> no way. No, my life is way more. I also would have offered it to the. I also would have offered it to the defense to move aside, but I mean that's fine. <laughs> I can see Sean laying under the pile with his face in the ground. Guys, I'll give each of you a hundred grand to get. <laughs> Somebody just let me go. <laughs> and we're all, we're also just completely ignoring the fact that what one million dollars would do to your life. Oh yeah. All. So why would you even risk that? A guarantee to take one million dollars for a chance to make ten. One million dollars yeah, to change all of our lives. Don't oh, only. I'm sorry. Okay, no, it would change all of our lives. You would take the million dollars. No, nope, you right. Look, I was very, <laughs> very on the side of if negative yards didn't count. I think it wouldn't be that bad. I think I could get one yard five times out of ten if negative yards don't count. Because I'm going to eventually get hit ten yards backwards getting blown up <laughs> trying to run a bootleg. Because that would forward progress. Why would you run a bootleg? You run five... Yeah. Trickery. No, I'm doing a no. jet sweep. No, you no, line up no ISO way. and you just fucking go for it. First of yeah. all, Cameron, you think you have speed. You don't have any speed. You no, are not a wounded to NFL, animal no going up against a cheetah. There is no. He way. doesn't have any speed because that gold chain is weighing him down too much. What? What is no. the most? <laughs> what is will be one of the most shocking statements is Sean, the guy who was like, "No, give me the million, Probably has the best opportunity because he's so no. short. He would hide behind the linemen, and so For when sure. that gap actually opens up, he can attack it. But he won't. He won't take it because he's going to take his million dollars. He's going to sit there and watch us. <laughs> get our brains beat in until we have CTE, right? I'm going to be feeding you the soup after you can't feed yourselves. With a cool million dollars. Sean used to be fast. Used to be fast. I'm not fast anymore. Well, yeah, you keep tearing your knee up worse than Adam. True. I don't, I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you guys are yeah, I mean, the 10 I million still, is where to go. I still think that maybe, maybe there is a chance to do it. Uh, I did, you know, Adam, you really set up a funny thing with at, with Sean at the bottom of the pile offering people millions of dollars. I feel like yeah. the picture would probably look something like that one. Can't see it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you can share it. For all those that are listening, Cameron just showed a picture that he should not have showed people. <laughs> that should never see the light of day. Well, oh, I got worse ones. You know I do. Sure. I know. <laughs> All right, guys. Anything else before we get out of here? Before I guess, uh, I guess we should probably hit the socials. We haven't done that in a couple episodes. Cameron, you want to hit the socials for us? Yeah, you can follow this show on Twitter at Pod Ride the Pine and at Pod underscore Ride the Pine on Instagram. We are on YouTube, Ride the Pine Podcast, or at Ride the Pine Pod. Uh, we're also on TikTok at RTP hyphen Kenny. Uh, we're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on. Whatever you really want to listen to us, I would appreciate if you checked out the YouTube so you can see that great picture of Sean, freshman year of high school. <laughs> Let us know, would you rather take the $1 million or, or attempt to win $10 million by rushing 10 yards behind your pick of an offensive line? 10 yards? Let us know if I you're... thought it was five. Oh, oh is it five? Yeah, five yards. Me, five, five yards. Yeah, so let, let us so know if know. you're... I could reach out and get – they could get me on my shoestrings, and I could almost get three. That And see, that right there – hold on. Before we go, that is also uh, just – you wouldn't even be able to hold on to the ball. You would fumble. Oh, I, no, I, you would fumble, fumble six fumble. out of – you would fumble six out of ten carries. No. Yes. That is not Sean. So. What the <laughs> hell? All right. We're calling it. Everybody have a good night. <laughs> See you next oh time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look at you. You're dressed like Edge. <laughs>